Hello and welcome to Behind the Sound. I'm here today with someone who has my all-time favourite Instagram bio. Um, she is very happy writing sad songs. Uh, Claire Douglas, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Leah. This is, honestly, this is so much fun. I'm so happy to be doing this. Yeah, and I firstly, happy belated birthday. You had quite a cool lockdown birthday by the sounds of it. How was it? You know, to be honest, um, it, so I turned 30 um, like two weeks ago and it was the worst birthday I've ever had. <laughs> but, but that was because I had a very small party planned mm -hmm. and the day before I all of a sudden just got nervous and I was like, I don't want to put anybody. I mean, obviously the whole, the whole year has been wonky and I just mm -hmm. was like, I all of a sudden just got nervous even about having, you know, 10 of my closest people over. So we decided to cancel the party and I had the most, I mean, over the top decorations. <laughs> I had a cake ordered. I had a chef coming. I had a bartender coming. So really my birthday was spent canceling all those things, but I have, I feel like I have, you know, perspective after two weeks. And I'm like, if a canceled 30th birthday is, you know, the hardest thing that I've had to do over the last month, I'm doing pretty great. So honestly, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe I am, maybe I am growing up. Maybe, um, <laughs> you know, there, I, I'm getting perspective with turning 30. So anyway. Yeah. Well, Thanks. I mean, all the decorations didn't go to waste. No, they didn't. I kept you. them up. I kept them up, honestly, till a few days ago. So I was, uh, I felt like I was living in Paris for, in a, in a Parisian, you know, soiree. Yeah, I love that. And how have you found the whole quarantine thing? Because everyone I've spoken to is like, yeah, I thought it was going to be a week or two. Yeah. Obviously, seven months later, we're still here. So how's it been for you? You know, it's it, obviously, it's a roller coaster. Some days I am you know, some days it's really hard. And some days I'm really, I'm having fun writing on Zoom. Some days it's fun to get to roll up to my kitchen table and, you know, keep my slippers on and write a song. And I do, I feel so lucky. My family is in town. Um, and so I get to see my parents. I get to see my sister, brother-in-law and my niece. Um, and it, you know, so I feel lucky and we've all stayed healthy. So really all things considered, it, it has been, you know, mentally challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, we take it one day at a time. Yeah, definitely. And have you been doing a lot of zoom writing? Has it been kind of, are you getting used to it? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like I'm getting used to it. It still ebbs and flows. Um, some weeks, you know, I'm writing four times and some weeks I'm writing once. So it, mm -hmm. it ebbs and flows and I, I, I was just saying to somebody that I was writing with two days ago, it, writing on Zoom is hard enough. And so I feel like it kind of, it, for me at least, has kind of helped weed out some of the terrible ideas that I would, you know, normally write. It, it's mm -hmm. like, if we're there and we're throwing around ideas for an hour and a half or two hours and we don't have anything great, I've kind of been able to give myself permission to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. This isn't working right now. Let's call it. Let's, you know, go do something else and, and come back in a week or two. So it's, it kind of has helped weed out maybe some of the C plus songs mm -hmm. uh, that we would finish and demo just because we were all in the same room. So some of it's been nice, you know, sometimes you, you try something for a little bit and then you're like, nope, it's not working. I'm going to go, you know, take a walk or whatever. So 
Yeah. And it's nice to just kind of have that escape, you know, you're just, yes. you're away and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really not minding it too much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Zoom is great. I'm all for Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> well, it works for things like it this. Works. It works. To yeah. see your face and get to meet you like this. I mean, it's kind of crazy. You can, you know, talk to anybody anywhere in the world. So yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah. so we obviously have a lot to talk about because you've been writing for a long time, but I'm going to start right at the very beginning. So I, I couldn't let you come on here without talking about your dad, first and foremost, yes. the yes. absolute legend, Tom Douglas, um, <laughs> country music, Hall of Fame songwriter, so many hits. Surely growing up, that must have been really cool. You know, that's such a good question. I, I think my dad is the coolest. I really do. I, but growing up, Obviously, I knew he was a songwriter. I grew up around songwriters. You kind of never knew who was, you know, going to be at our house or what, you know, you could, I could hear a song that, you know, he wrote on the radio when I was in carpool line. But growing up in Nashville, so I lived in Dallas, we lived in Dallas till I was six, and then mm -hmm. we moved to Nashville in 1996. Um, and I, a lot of people that I, you know, I kind of felt like, yeah, your dad's, you know, a banker. My dad's a songwriter. It, I did not have good perspective at the time. Mm -hmm. Really. I didn't know. I didn't know that my dad was cool. I mean, I always, you know, he's my dad. He's awesome. But I didn't mm -hmm. know he was as great as he is honestly till I was about 24, 23, yeah. 24 when I moved back to Nashville and kind of then re-entered and was like, Oh, he's, you know, he's really great. He's, yeah. um, he is a legend and still sometimes I'm like, is he? And I'm like, oh, maybe he is. He's <laughs> no, he definitely is. <laughs> he's written some pretty good songs, I yeah. guess, but we got to keep him humble. You know, we yeah. gotta, I gotta, yeah. I gotta keep him humble <laughs> a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. So in saying that, did you grow up wanting to follow in his footsteps or was it like yeah. nothing? nothing not related? at all. Yeah. Literally not at all. Now I always wrote like in high school, I did journalism. I was like the editor in chief of our yearbook. So I always wrote, um, you know, and then in college, I thought I was going to go to law school after college. I went to, um, the university of Mississippi. Um, and they've got a great, it's, it's honestly, it's a great school. I got a great education. You may not know this, but it has the reputation of a party school, but I got a great education. <laughs> um, and I, did poetry in college. I kind of, that's where I found love with poetry, but it, I thought it was just kind of a fun, like, kind of like, this is a hobby that I do. I'll go to law school, but I, um, my senior thesis for the honors college was a collection of poems, of original poems. And it was so, it was challenging, but it was so fun to do. I then had to go in front of a panel and present the poems and be asked questions. And, um, and one of the professors who was on the panel kind of critiquing me, he said, well, you know, these are lyrics, right? And I was like, no, these are, these are poems. And, you know, I just was like, no, these, like I, these are poems and that's what I do. And, you know, I don't want to, I have no interest in writing lyrics. Honestly, I had never considered writing songs. Um, so after Ole Miss, I moved to Savannah, Georgia, and I clerked for a law firm there because I was going to take some time off before I went to law school. And I love Savannah. I, I, you know, I worked with some really cool people. It was great 
work experience. Um, but I was miserable. I was not, I didn't feel fulfilled. And I honestly, I was like, this is not, this is really not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I literally went, I mean, I escaped Savannah by the skin of my teeth, came, moved back to Nashville with everything that would fit in my car. My mom didn't trust me to drive a U-Haul. So I left <laughs> great furniture there. I came back to Nashville and had no idea what I was going to do. Moved back with my parents. Um, and I started kind of, I stumbled into a, a, a cool job. I started managing an art gallery, um, about 45 minutes outside of Nashville in a place called Leaper's Fork. And I managed that art gallery for two and a half years. But while I did that, I started writing again, you know, just, I, I had, when, when the gallery was empty, I would, you know, have free time. And I, and I, I started writing what in my head were poems. Mm -hmm. um, and in, I guess, well, I don't know, I, I guess I was 23 and I was living at home, like I said, and my dad and I were sitting, he said, come talk to me for a second. And he was sitting by the fireplace. It was January. And I honestly thought I was in trouble. I was like, <laughs> oh no, I have, you know, I don't know what I've done, but I've done something wrong. Yeah. And I sat me down by the fireplace and he said, I know this is crazy, but I really think that you're a songwriter. And that is crazy because I had never written a song up, up to that point. I mean, mm -hmm. I had, you know, I loved words. But he, and he just said, he said, I think you think about words the same way that I do. And I think it would, it would be a shame if you didn't try it, which was terrifying and also obviously such a compliment. So I, I, you know, learned how to write a song. Yeah. And did he kind of mentor you and teach you? Yeah. How was that process for you? Well, it was scary because it really felt like I, I don't love doing things that I'm not very good at. And it, it was scary. And, and obviously, you know, the bar is very high. Mm -hmm. it, um, but he, I mean, he kind of let me shadow him for about a month and a half. And I got to see the ins and outs of what it's really like to write a song. And um, I kind of had an idea and I told him, I was like, I kind of have this, this idea. And he said, well, why don't you come, you know, write it with, um, with me and Alan, Alan Shamblin. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is kind of embarrassing because it's so, you know, whatever. But my first co-write really of all time was with my dad and Alan Shamblin, which obviously they, those two wrote The House to Build Me. So mm -hmm. um, that was kind of an epic, <laughs> yeah. an epic way to start. Yeah. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's all downhill from there, but, um, <laughs> but so that, that and, and Alan is, you know, a, a friend and a family friend and has been so encouraging to me. And I just, I, you know, look up to him. He's the kindest, um, most humble, brilliant human being. But uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, got to learn really from the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And then what was your kind of process? Cause I'm assuming obviously, you know, a lot of songwriters at this point anyway, yeah. what was your process to kind of branching out on your own and writing your own stuff or with other songwriters? Yeah. So I really wanted to, I, I, and I, you know, still do, I, I wanted to do it. Obviously I, I, any help or any, you know, whatever that my dad could give me was so appreciated, but I did want to do it on my own. You know, I had to, I, I have to learn, I had to learn how to do it on my own. 
I had to, you know, write so many terrible songs. Um, I mean, Alan, Alan Shamblin's advice to me was like, write a hundred songs between you, God, and the trash can, like just write songs. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started writing with some really talented, I mean, like Belmont kids, um, you know, people who were just starting to write songs and, um, I still keep up with some of that crew, which is really cool. But, um, I just literally would, would like text a friend of a friend who I heard was kind of writing. So it's not like I was texting, you know, Craig Wiseman and mm-hmm. saying, Hey, can I, you know, I really <laughs> want to, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to pay my dues. Yeah. Um, and so I just started writing with people who were also starting to write and then just figured it out and kind of, you know, built from there. Yeah. And do you remember kind of the first song that you were like, because obviously you say you never thought you were going to be a songwriter, but the first song that you heard as a song instead of a poem and you were like, okay, yeah, I've got this. Do you remember what that was? Gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, the first song that I wrote that, I mean, it kind of changed my life, honestly, and it was before my publishing deal. Um, But the first song that really got a reaction um, was first last name. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that with James Slater and Madison Kozak. And I remember, I mean, there's no high, like having people really react to something that you write. I mean, yeah. it, it, I, so we wrote that song, gosh, I don't, was it, was it four years ago? It honestly, my, you can fact check all my, all my, all my <laughs> dates are going to be wrong, but let's just say it was four years ago. Yeah. Um, and we got the work tape, uh, and Matt Madison's a dear friend of mine and James is, I've known James for forever. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and I sent that song, just sent my dad the work tape and, uh, he, called me about, you know, three and a half minutes after I sent the song. And he said, I'm pulled over on Hillsborough road and I am weeping. It can make me cry right now <laughs> thinking about it. He yeah. obviously it's a, it's a father daughter song. Mm-hmm. And so it's really special, but, um, yeah. and he just said, yeah, that, that song's gonna, that song is gonna change your life. And it did in a way. I mean, obviously it, it, that, that song kind of got me my publishing deal and got me in some some cool doors. And, um, so I am so thankful for that song. And also uh, that feeling, there is no feeling like, you know, when people, when people connect to something that you've written. So. Yeah. And it was obviously a big song for you, but for Madison as well, it kind of put her on a journey and she's storming it right now. And you've written a lot with her. What's it like to be such a a key part of of the beginning of someone's career? And you kind of know with someone like her, it's going to just get better and better. It's, it's, um, she is one of my, she's one of my dearest friends. Um, I I am endlessly impressed with her. Um, she and I became friends, I guess, four and a half ish years ago or whatever. We were connected Mm -hmm. by Leslie Roberts, who, um, works for BMI. Leslie's been, I mean, just a champion of mine and I'm so thankful for her, but she is, she is a, like, she is a dot connector. She is a ninja about putting people together that don't know each other. And she, I played her some stuff and she said, you need to meet this girl who is a senior at Belmont. And I was like, I don't, you know, at that point I was 
you know, kind of whatever mm-hmm. kind of thought I had through. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know if I'll, I, I was like, okay, great. Give me your contact. And I texted Madison and I was like, Leslie says we should, you know, we should meet. Why don't we just, I kind of big timed her. I mean, not really, <laughs> but I was like, why don't we just meet at Barista Parlor and get a cup of coffee first? Mm-hmm. Because I guess I, at that point, was yeah. too big for my britches. <laughs> and so we met and got a cup of coffee. And I just, I mean, she, you should, you should talk to her. She's so charming. She's really smart. Just this cute little Canadian. And she's crazy talented. So we wrote shortly after I, I you know, I guess I, I vetted her over a cup <laughs> of coffee. Not that I knew anything about anything. But, um, and then we started writing together and, um, I just, it's been so cool to see, I mean, from this girl who went to Belmont to really, I mean, I think I, you know, she's, she's a star. She's just Mm -hmm. amazing. And I, I've seen her get a standing ovation at the Ryman, which was, I mean, a highlight of my career. I was, you know, sitting in the, I was sitting in the pews, you know, four rows back, just weeping when she played first last name at the Ryman Mm -hmm. and then to see her, you know, sign her deal with Big Loud and with Nicole Galleons, um, with Sons and Daughters. It's just mm-hmm. been, I, I mean, I, I am her, I am her number one fan and it's so cool that, I mean, we still write about tw- twice a month. Um, yeah. and you know, we're still getting stuff that we love. So. Yeah. And something that I always like to ask when someone's written a lot with a particular artist, yeah. do you have a favorite song that you've written with her, even if it's unreleased? Um, That's a good question. Um, I mean, first, last name, yes, but let's pretend like that one's not there. Uh, we wrote this song called Pretty Please, which is, has not been released and she's, she's played it on her, on her Instagram before. And it's funny because I'll see when she does like an Insta live or something, people will, will request that again. And it's always, you know, such a compliment, Mm -hmm. um, that people have connected with that song. So, and she, we actually just maybe a week ago talked about that song again and we're like like I was like you might need to do something it's pretty good yeah. or this other song uh before I met you and she has actually talked about maybe you know doing something with that so yeah so yeah, well, to come. <laughs> yeah I could do an album of just <laughs> just the songs that you know that I love that we've written together so yeah well I look forward to hearing more and um, yes. I've got to talk about I was gonna I said to you just before that I might fangirl at some point and this is yes. the song that I'm gonna do it about okay. um honest and I genuinely don't say this to everyone one of my top five songs ever and that is Happy Birthday by oh, Kelly Ballon yeah such a clever idea Thanks. how it hadn't been done before I was really kind yeah. of shocked about yeah something I say about Kelly a lot very underrated shocks me that her songs haven't been number one yeah and yeah. um, can you tell me about that song because I'm so intrigued yeah, to hear the for sure so Kelly is now like literally my I mean she is my soul sister we um but we I guess started writing together we met through writing although we're both from Nashville um but really our paths and I knew who she was I mean I was like mm-hmm. she's a babe she's crazy talented um, and then we got introduced through Dallas Wilson, who is a writer at Riser House, where I write. And I, the three of us started writing and really just started writing stuff that felt important. And then she said, would you guys like to come um, to the beach and just do like a little 
writing weekend, just the three of us. And we were like, heck yeah, let's do it. So we went to the beach um, and literally sat in the sand and maybe we'd written one song the day before. And then it was, you know, the Saturday, whatever we sat in the sand and, and we're just tossing around ideas. And it was a, a guy that I had dated before this, his birthday had just happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, cause I knew, you know, you, you, you know, somebody's birthday. And, and when the day came, I remember thinking, this is probably my last kind of like my last pass to call him if I want to call him. Mm-hmm. So I'd kind of just written almost like a little journal entry kind of a situation in my, in the notes in my phone, just about like, if I was going to call him, this would be when I, you know, when I could call him and I didn't, yeah. thank mm-hmm. God. I didn't <laughs> but I had that in my phone. And so I threw that out and I just was like, I was like, I know this is crazy, but I, I think, what if we wrote a song called happy birthday? And at first, like, I'm sure they both thought it was a joke or something like that. That's already a song. And, um, and then, you know, we kind of, you know, just talked about it and, uh, they got the concept and we wrote it right there in the sand, sitting on towels and, uh, and it just kind of fell out. And Kelly has made that song. I mean, so a lot of people, you know, will still mention that song and I am so proud of it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite ones to play if I, if I play out and it, it always just, um, it gets, it also gets a reaction, you know, people connect to that. So I'm really thankful for that song and thankful for, for what Kelly did with that song. Yeah, definitely. And we, did you ever kind of expect it to get that reaction? Because it's such a, a feeling that so many people experience as you say yeah. like you want to no, call these people but I when we wrote it it felt so good it felt like oh we mm-hmm. did that we did that well we kind of like you know tied up all the loose ends with that song mm-hmm. but it is so it's kind of un, I mean the title is so kind of unusual I didn't on I honestly didn't expect um and I also at that point didn't really know what kind of impact Kelly's songs Kelly's got really great fans mm-hmm. um you know, and, and, and she kind of took that song and, and ran with it in a way that we were all really happy with. So I, and I still am surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that anyone likes any song I've ever written. I, <laughs> I, I, I am my own worst critic. Cause I'm like, how does, you know, I, but anyway, people do love that song. And I, that's another one that yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah. so thankful yeah. that I, I was able to be part of that one and bring that one to life. So yeah, that's it's very the same, isn't it? The, yeah. the beach I find really fascinating because I feel like a lot of songwriters do it. I always see on uh-huh. Instagram, go to yes. the beach the weekend. Yes. What is it about the beach that just makes great music? Gosh, I think it's getting out of Nashville, getting off of Music Row. You know, it's like, let's not be on 16th and 17th Avenue and let's go, you know, let's go to, th- there's a beach here in Florida called 30A. Um, have you ever been there? I'm not sure if you've ever been there. Okay. But it's kind of, it kind of has become like this, like songwriters getaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, we were there in 30A. Um, I, I don't know what it is about the beach. Maybe it's just not being in Nashville or, yeah. you know, where you feel more free to, to, you know, let your, your weird ideas in your phone deep down in the notes in your phone, you know, come to life. Yeah. 
Definitely. Um, and then I'm going to kind of fast forward a couple of years because I, I yeah. want plenty of time to talk about this next song. And um, yeah. I saw in your Instagram that it was a bucket list for you that you had a cut on Tim McGraw's most recent yes. album. Yes. Um, which has done really well, the album. Yeah. Um, yeah. I absolutely love it. Do you want to talk about that song? Because it's a little bit of a tearjerker as well. You have a, yes. you know, as you say, you're very happy writing sad songs. I am, I am the happiest <laughs> writing the saddest songs. Yes. I mean, I, I, I will, in the second verse or in the bridge, I'll try to kill somebody. Somebody's <laughs> got to die. You know, a, a dog's got to die. Something <laughs> sad's got to happen. Yeah. Um, not really, but that that <laughs> song. Um, I mean, I am. I, I still, honestly. The fact that my first, you know, like major label cut is Tim McGraw is just, I mean, honestly kind of blows my mind. Um, I am such a fan of his, um, you know, he's been so good to my dad. He and my dad have, have a special relationship. Um, and I mean, it's Tim McGraw, which is just kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I, so my dad and I have like a standing date on the calendar once a month and um, so this would have been, you know, four months ago or something. So pretty recently. Um, and J they added Jaron Johnston to the right, which I love Jaron, huge fan of his. He's in um, Cadillac 3 and he's just written, I mean, massive hits. Uh, and he and my dad have done some cool stuff together. But so they added Jaron. And then the day of the right, which my dad is always adding some variable at the last minute. He uh, likes to throw everybody for a loop. <laughs> He's like, hey, I think Amy Mayo is going to hop on, which I love. I would never written with Amy, but she is, I mean, just a, an epic songwriter. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. That sounds, that sounds interesting. And he said, Amy says she's got, uh, she's got like a song of the year idea and so when anyone says that for you're like okay all right the, that that's a that's a high bar but let's mm -hmm. go for it um so we i was able to be in the room with my dad and we zoomed jaron who was at the beach and amy who was at her house and uh amy was just saying to jaron like because i thought she was just gonna have a, a like a you know a title and she was mm -hmm. like Jaren, I want to, I want to, well, I won't do her accent, but she's a pretty, a pretty thick, uh, a pretty thick, amazing Amy Mayo accent. Yeah. Jaren, I want to write a song about a dog. And we were like, that, that's, I, in my head, I was like, that's the idea. Like what? And, and he was like, okay. Like, and she was like, I was looking at your Instagram because Jaren had lost a dog, like his, his, you know, his buddy maybe a year before. And she was saying, I was looking at your Instagram and you wrote the most beautiful caption. And I feel like, I feel like people, you know, if you've lost a pet that you love, you, you kind of have the same, you know, you get it. There's a, there's mm -hmm. a hole that can't be filled when you lose, you know, your best, your best buddy. And he, so we were listening to her and we were like, okay, okay, okay. And, uh, and Jaren goes, I've had this title that I've never known how to write, but the, the the title is Dog Gone. And as soon as he said that, I was like, ooh, it was kind of like, oh, we're going to write the heck out of this. Mm -hmm. um, so we just started writing it. And believe it or not, in the middle of the write, Jaron was crying. I was tearing up. I mean, it was, it was an emotional thing to write because we all, you know, had, had lost, you know, it's kind of a, a universal thing. If, you, if you've loved a dog and you've lost a dog, then, then you know how that feels. Um, 
but hilariously during that right, which it was going really smoothly, <laughs> although a Zoom with that many people can be kind of a, an interesting dance, but, mm-hmm. um, but in the middle of the right, I don't, which this would embarrass my dad for saying, but he was just being, he was kind of bothering me to be honest, which we get along super well. I mean, and writing is, you know, there are lots of dynamics there, but, but we write together really well. And, and I, I guess maybe I wrote in my, in my lyric book or whatever, like, why are you acting so grumpy? Like he just was acting grumpy to me. And I don't think Jaron or Amy could tell. And he said, I am acting annoyed because you're annoying me. And I was like, Oh, that is, I mean, we kind of laughed about it. Then I, I literally went in after, cause we wrote at my, at my parents' house and I went in after we finished the song and I said to my mom, she was in the kitchen. I said, the song is really great. I will never write with dad again. He is annoying <laughs> me so bad. And obviously I have retracted that statement, yeah. but at the time I was just like, he is bothering. <laughs> But I take that back now. He yeah. Is my favorite co-writer. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wasn't aware that it was a Zoom write. So I yes. love that because that's quite yeah. a quick process, four months to kind of okay get it and recorded and everything. Crazy, a crazy turnaround, honestly. So we wrote the song and I after we wrote it, I literally texted my publishers, which I've never I, I'm not one to, you know, say grandiose things necessarily, but I texted them both and I said, just finished with Jaron, Amy and my dad, just letting you know, this song will get cut. And they were like, yeah. Oh, okay. Can't wait okay. to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, glad you're proud of yourself. And, uh, and, and then Jaron demoed the song, sent it to us. It was amazing. Literally a tearjerker. Just, I mean, Jaron's voice is so great and his mm-hmm. demo was awesome. And then that was kind of, it until Amy, who I am just impressed with her, you know, and she's earned it, but she literally sent it to, she maybe sent it to Blake Shelton's producer. And then she sent it to Missy Gallimore who listens for Tim Mm -hmm. and which I, I, I would never, which I haven't earned it, but I being that bold just to go ahead and, you know, send it send it on down the line. I'm, I'm, you know, she took a risk and it Mm -hmm. obviously paid off. Missy loved it. Tim heard it. And Tim's record was already closed. They'd finished the record. So I'm thinking, Oh, he loves it, but he'll put it on hold and he'll put it on his next record or whatever. And then I get a text from Amy, you know, two days later that's saying they're going in to record it tomorrow. And I'm thinking, no way, no way, no way. (laughs) And even if they record it, doesn't mean it'll make the record and whatever. They went in and then we get a text, you know, two days later, they spent all day recording it. They say it sounds amazing and it's going to be on the record. And even at that point, I was afraid to get too excited because you mm-hmm. really just, you really just never know until yeah. you go to Target and you, and you, and you buy it. Um, yeah. Buy it. Uh, so I wanted to ask about this Yeah, because you went with your dad. Yeah, is this a tradition that he does when he has a cut, or is it no, a new not tradition? really anymore? But yeah, I mean, just because CDs aren't you know really a thing. But when we were when I was little, one hundred percent, it was. I mean, he would have and he'd go by himself. It's not like he would take us and make a whole parade out of it. But he would go by himself and probably buy about ten copies of whatever 
of whatever. And it was always Target. I, I, you know, I don't know why it was always Target, but, and he would buy a bunch of copies and have them, you know, sitting in the front seat of his car. I, I can just remember them kind of like on the floorboards or sitting on the passenger seat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it, it's, that's, that's when, you know, it's really on the record when yeah. you can hold it in your hands and read the liner notes. And, uh, so yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, good. And um, something else I wanted to ask about because something that Tim did, and he's very good with like he's so supportive of songwriters. He's always looking for yeah. people, which I I love. And um, something he did kind of on Instagram is you all of the songwriters did kind of a I'm here on earth um, yes. video. How did that come about? Was it his idea or whose idea? No, was I'm that? sure it was his idea and the team's, you know, his team's mm-hmm. idea or whatever. But I got an email from somebody on his team that was like, "Hey, can you do just literally like say your name and and I, I'm here on Earth, and then say another one and say um, why you're here on Earth." Mm-hmm. And um, so you would think that would be simple. I really overthought <laughs> that. I literally, I was like. I don't know who all is going to be seeing this. You know, I did, I did full hair and makeup for, for a literal three second, you know, little snippet. But, um, I was so honored to be included in that and included in kind of the promo and just to have any part of a project like that. I mean, uh, it, it really is. I, I say it's bucket list. I know people, you know, throw that around, but truly to have a tiny part, um, of a Tim McGraw, record is I mean I'm checking it off it is checked it's like that's and I hope there are more to come you know we'll see but Mm -hmm. I am I am I'm kind of um it kind of blows my mind yeah what was it like hearing it hearing him sing it for the first time because his voice I mean he's one of these people who's been around for so long but he just still is creating records as good as he was 20 years ago but hearing that voice on your song I mean, it was so emotional to hear a voice that really is a voice that has shaped, you know, not only country music, but also kind of, you know, my life. I mean, the, my, you know, the, the, I just have grown up loving Tim McGraw. um, And it was so emotional. I mean, it was like, just felt like, wow, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm really doing this. Maybe mm-hmm. I am a songwriter. Um, I, I was sitting in my parents' kitchen and he had actually sent, sent a version to my dad maybe three days before um, it came mm-hmm. out or something. So I got teared a little bit early, but just sitting in my parents' kitchen on, and believe it or not, they don't have a, a great speaker. It was on like a little, <laughs> a little, <laughs> you would think in the kitchen they'd yeah. have a good speaker. Uh, they're just like the rest of us. They have a little <laughs> Alexa or whatever it is yeah. and they on that speaker. But even on that speaker, I was like, dang, it's pretty mm-hmm. great. I mean, it, I, I, I'm sure I got weepy. My dad, I'm sure got weepy. I mean, cause it, it, it was a pretty, a pretty epic moment. Yeah. And I'm sure sharing it with your dad is kind of a cherry yeah. on top of the cake. It f- for sure. I, I mean, he is, he is so encouraging to me. I mean, he's, he, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Like when we walked into Target, he literally like embarrassingly like filmed me, the like filmed me the whole time, which he, mm-hmm. I didn't even know he knew how to take a video on his phone. On <laughs> and he like pulls up his phone and is like videoing me, like getting out of the car. And, um, anyway, yeah, yeah he is, uh, 
he is so encouraging to me yeah amazing um, well that has flown by but I want to still got more to talk about because I do have to ask you three yes. questions that I ask everyone and okay. um, so ready. I'm going to go straight in my first okay. question to you is can you name three songs that you wish you'd have written okay three songs that I wish so I'm not I'm going to try to stay away from like I can't make you love me Although that it that is one, but let's pretend yeah. like I have a tally of how many people say it. Well, I'm it. then I'm not. Gonna <laughs> that. Okay, three songs that I wish that I'd written. Um, let's say Jolene, mm-hmm. Dolly Parton's Jolene, obviously epic. Um, let's say. Um, Manhattan by Sarah Bareilles. That song makes me cry. And let's say, um, oh goodness. Uh, oh gosh. Let's say something. Let's okay. Sky blue and black by Jackson Brown. Those are very, those are very random songs. If you don't know them, go look them up. But they're the best. I love the random ones because they're normally yeah. the best ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then can you name three albums that you couldn't live without? Okay. Um, Ryan Adams' Heartbreaker. That album kind of... I, I can remember listening to the album when I was really little and it loving it. And those songs made me feel something like Come Pick mm-hmm. Me Up and Damn Sam, I Love a Woman That Rains. So Ryan Adams' Heartbreaker, um, Taylor Swift, 1989. I'm a yeah. cute, I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of the songwriting. I'm a fan of the way that she's able to tell amazing, her lyrics kill me. Mm-hmm. And she's amazing. To, she's able to tell like these amazing linear stories over pop yeah. music. Um, so 1989, and then let's say um, Carol King's Tapestry. I have been waiting for someone to say that record. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's I just my said, favorite record. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah. That I should have said that first. I don't. That, that yeah. shouldn't even be third. That should be. <laughs> that should have been the first one. I said. Yeah, yeah, I honestly, that is the one. I'm like every time. Like, how has no one said it? Yeah, yet? it is. Yeah. The greatest. I'm yeah, I'm very happy you said that. That record was a game changer for for a lot of things, but but for me certainly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then my last question to you is three. Um, because I'm sure there's a lot of them, but three yes. writers or artists that you haven't worked with yet that you'd really like to work with. Okay. Um, Well, goodness, let's just, let's shoot for the stars and I'll just say Carol King. I mean, let's, yes. let's just say that, right? Let's you put that know. out there. You never know. Put it out to the universe. It'll happen. Yeah. So we'll say Carol King and then in a completely different direction, um, Ed Sheeran, huge mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran fan. Um, and he does spend some time in Nashville. So, you know, that, that could happen. You never know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in the country realm, I love Morgan Wallen. I love what Morgan's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm like, let's put that on the list. I want to, yes. I want to write some 
you know, if I'm doing country, I want to do it the way that Morgan Wallen's doing it. So let's say Morgan Wallen. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, and he, he does write some sad songs. He just does write them in a very country way. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe he and I will write a really great sad song and, and we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, sure. Um, and then finally, I'm just going to end by what's next for you? What, have you? what are you working on? What have you got coming up? Is there anything we yeah. can keep an eye out for? I've got, I mean, yes, there's some stuff in the pipeline that I'm excited about. And I, I, uh, I do kind of feel like it's, it is kind of bad luck to talk about things that are too far out, but like, <laughs> um, there's an artist, Mackenzie Porter here in town and, and she's, this is close enough that I think I can, I think I can mention it, but she's mm -hmm. putting out a song that I wrote, um, on November 6th. So I don't know when this will, um, when this podcast will come out, but on November 6th, she's putting mm -hmm. out a song that I wrote about three years ago called the one. And I'm really proud of that. That's coming out and, and Mackenzie's doing great things. She's, yeah. you know, killing it on Canadian radio and she's, um, uh, it's, you know, she's doing great things here in the States too. So I'm, I'm excited about that one, but it's a sad one. Yes. Hold on to your hat. It's, <laughs> it's a sad song for sure. Yeah. I'm going to, when I hear you write a happy song, it's going to be, yeah, be like, you write them. <laughs> yeah, be like, we don't, we, I don't know about that. Yeah. I just, I, I do sad better. I don't know why that is. I think sad songs are better. I shouldn't admit that, should I? But, you know, the greatest, <laughs> we'll keep, the greatest we'll song between you and I. <laughs> yeah. And is there anyone else that, that you think we should be keeping an eye out for? that you kind of are seeing coming up and about. Yeah. I, I want to mention this. He's a friend of mine and I, I've been lucky enough to, to work with him, but his name's Dylan Brady. Mm -hmm. And he is just this like whippersnapper of a, like this, he has more energy than almost any artist I've ever worked with. Mm -hmm. And he also has a work ethic that is just, I mean, it will take him far. He not only has the talent, but, and we've been able to work on some stuff. Um, and he's, he's going to put some stuff out in the new year that I'm, I might have a, a, a small part of that I'm excited about. Um, mm. And you will see things you'll, you'll hear from, from Dylan Brady for sure. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Well, amazingly, we've come to the end, but thank you so much. Um, that was so fun. So insightful. And um, it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, to hearing what's to come. Well, thank you so much, Leah. This was, I mean, this was just so much fun and, and such an honor to, to be asked questions. And, um, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. we'll meet someday. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let's plan on it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course.